I'm Chris Duke and today on Motors we're talking all about fluids. In today's episode, I'm going to show you how to replace all the major fluids inside your vehicle. But before we get started, it's important for you to be able to recognize the differences between each type of fluid by its color and viscosity in case you have a leak or you see some spots underneath your vehicle on your driveway. ATF or automatic transmission fluid is red and has a thin consistency to it. And over here we have royal purple gear oil and motor oil. Both are synthetics and colored purple. The gear oil has a thicker viscosity to it than the motor oil. And finally we have regular motor oil which has a light brown caramel color to it and has a thicker viscosity than the synthetic. The three major types of brake fluid are DOT3, DOT4, and DOT5 with the major difference being that DOT5 is a silicone based. Now it should be clear and you want to make sure you don't get that on anything, especially your paint. And finally we have our antifreeze which comes in a range of different colors. Ours is a fluorescent green. Now the viscosity of our antifreeze as well as our brake fluid is similar to a glass of wine. Now as with all these fluids you want to check your owner's manual to make sure you get the right one for your vehicle, especially when it comes to brake fluid. If you've got a 4x4 or a rear wheel drive vehicle like our F-150, you need to check your gear oil on a regular basis. Now Ford recommends you change your gear oil every 150,000 miles unless it's been contaminated by water or some other contaminants. Now you should check your owner's manual to determine the amount of fluid that you need and your maintenance guide to determine how often to change your gear oil. You can use regular gear oil with a friction modifier for limited slip rear ends or a synthetic oil like our Royal Purple which includes a friction modifier. Now since we've already upgraded our rear differential cover on our F-150 to an aftermarket one from PML, all we need to drain the fluid is a 14 millimeter socket. If you've got a stock differential cover, you're going to need to remove it, so refer to our previous gear swap episode on how to do that. You're also going to need a 3 h drive ratchet to remove the fill plug, and to drain everything, you're going to need a drain pan, some gloves, some newspaper, and some old rags. Before you drain your old fluid, you want to loosen or remove your fill plug because if you can't get that out, you can't put your new fluid in. Our drain plug for our aftermarket PML cover is located right down here on the bottom. All we need is a 14 millimeter socket to remove it. And by the way, this gear oil is pretty stinky. We're going to remove our fill plug that's on the top of our PML cover, but before we start adding in our new fluid, we also have to remove the fill plug that's on the front side of the differential so that we know when it's full. A faster way to fill up the fluid in your rear differential is using one of these paper disposable fast funnels. You just unfold it, stick it in, take the cap off your bottle, and pour it in. Keep pouring in your new gear oil until it starts to trickle out of this factory fill plug. Then just snug it up with a 3-8 drive ratchet. You don't want to over tighten this. We've already got PML's differential cover and today we're installing their larger capacity transmission pan which helps with the cooling. Now while we're at it we're going to install a new transmission filter as well as a gasket. Now Ford recommends that you change your transmission fluid every 30,000 miles and the best way to do that is to take it down to a shop and have them completely flush your system of that fluid. But today we're going to show you how to install this new transmission pan and then top it off with Royal Purple's Max ATF transmission fluid which is safe to mix with normal transmission fluid. 
For this installation, you're going to need a large capacity drip pan with a long funnel, a 3 8 drive ratchet with a short extension, 14mm and 10mm sockets, as well as a 6mm Allen head driver, and it'll go a lot faster if you have one of these speed wrenches. Before we can remove our stock transmission pan, we have to get all that old fluid out of there. So grab a 10mm socket with a short extension and loosen the 14 bolts that are around the transmission pan. We're going to loosen the ones that are in the front here, closest to the engine, a little bit more so that the fluid drains out into our drip pan. Now keeping this transmission pan as level as possible, we're going to remove this screw here so we just have one remaining, let all the fluid drain out before we get to that last one. Now, with most of that fluid out of the transmission pan, we can remove our last bolt. Just make sure you still keep this level because there's still a lot of fluid in that pan. There we go. Right here it comes down. Since we'll be installing a new filter, let's go ahead and remove our old one. Install the new filter and then wipe the area around where the gasket seats. Put some blue Loctite on the threads of the bolts, then install your new PML cover, tightening these bolts down in a crisscross pattern 10 to 12 foot-pounds of torque, and then tighten the drain plug on the side down to 20 foot-pounds of torque. With our new PML transmission pan installed, all we've got to do is remove the transmission fluid dipstick, grab a long clean funnel, and fill it up with new transmission fluid. Before checking your fluid level, you want to fire up your engine and run it through each gear, giving it enough time to engage in each gear. Then leave it in park before you check it. Now check your owner's manual because it may differ. Now if you see one of these stoppers fall out when you're replacing your transmission pan, don't worry, just throw it out. It's put in there at the factory. We just got back from driving our F-150 around for about 20 minutes. That gave our transmission enough time to heat up and for that fluid to get everywhere. And it's a good idea when you come back, check your level one more time to see if you need to top it off. We had to add a full quart when we got back. And our F-150 with that higher capacity PML cover took a full eight quarts. Now we're going to give our engine some more time to cool off and we come back from our break we're going to show you how to change your motor oil and the tools that you might need. The tools we're going to use to change the oil on our F-150 include an oil filter wrench. The type we're going to use is a cap wrench. All you need is a 3 8 drive ratchet to turn it. A 13 millimeter wrench to remove that drain plug. A clean funnel, we're going to be using these disposable fast funnels. And a drain pan. Now to determine the type of oil, the frequency and the amount that you need, check your owner's manual or your scheduled maintenance guide.
Now the difference between synthetic and regular oil is that synthetic oil maintains a consistent viscosity level when faced with extreme cold or heat temperatures. Regular oil, on the other hand, will thicken up when cold or thin out when hot. Synthetic oil is more expensive, too. Check with your owner's manual to determine which kind and grade of oil you need for your vehicle. To remove an oil filter, there are many different options, including this plier type, a universal filter wrench, which is handy because it auto-adjusts to fit, an oil filter wrench, and an oil filter cap wrench, which comes in various sizes depending on your application. Then there's also an adjustable swivel grip filter wrench, which is what's traditionally used, and finally a multi-use strap wrench, which fits pretty much everything else. Before you drain your old oil, go up into your engine compartment and loosen your fill cap. We've got a 13 millimeter wrench here to remove the fill plug, but since we've got this sway bar in the way, it's going to make a huge mess if it comes right out here. So we're going to use one of these fast funnels to help redirect our oil right into our drain pan. Now after all your oil's drained out, you want to check your drain plug. You want to check the threads to make sure they're okay, and you also want to check the gasket to see if it needs to be replaced. Then torque it down to 10 to 20 foot-pounds of torque. You definitely don't want to over-tighten this, though. Before you put on your new oil filter, you want to fill it up half to three quarters with your new motor oil so that when you start your engine, it doesn't have to fill this all the way with motor oil before it gets into the engine. Then make sure that this gasket came off with your old filter. And before you put it on, also put a thin layer of motor oil around the top of this. Now, as soon as that gasket hits, you want to turn this about one full turn. With our oil drained and our new filter installed, we can fill it up with the synthetic 5W20 from Royal Purple using one of these disposable fast funnels. Now, a cleaner alternative to draining fluids from your vehicle is to extract them using something like this MightyVac Fluid Evacuator Plus. All you got to do is insert the tubing and pump the fluid out. Once you're done, you can take this entire unit down to your local auto parts store to properly dispose of it. You might want to just give them a call first to make sure that they'll accept it. There are many different types of antifreeze. The easiest type to get is one that's compatible with all makes and models of cars and light trucks and any color antifreeze. It's available concentrated or in a 50-50 premix. Now, if we were to completely flush our F-150, it would require 5.6 gallons of 50-50 mix because of where we live. Now, if you live someplace where it gets really cold, you're going to want to go with a 70-30 mix of antifreeze and water. Now, Ford recommends that we change our antifreeze every 100,000 miles, but you should check your owner's manual to see what it is for your specific vehicle. Now, let's pull our F-150 back into the shop and take a look at this flush kit and the coolant tester. To use the coolant tester, make sure that your vehicle's engine has cooled all the way down. Then remove the cap from your radiator or, like our F-150, our coolant reservoir. Then insert the tube down into the fluid and squeeze the bulb until the fluid reaches the level indicator. Hold the tester level using the pointer up here at the very top, then refer to the larger pointer to determine the condition of your coolant. Our vehicle is protected from about negative 45 degrees Fahrenheit all the way up to 268. 
instead of just draining the coolant from your radiator, if you want to flush your entire system, you're going to need to get a flush kit. And all you need to do is install one of these flushing tees in your upper heater hose, a garden hose to the other end, then flush it and refill it per the instructions that come with the kit. Now try not to make a huge mess because antifreeze is poisonous. Now if you're cruising along during the summer and you flip on your air conditioner, it's not cooling you like it used to, you may only need to just add some refrigerant. So head on down to your local auto parts store and pick up a can of this, it's R134A. And head on home, open up your hood, turn on your engine and your max AC. Now you want to look for two service points. On our Mazda 6 we've got one here and the low end right here. All we need to do is take this cap off and hook up the refrigerant. Just put on some safety glasses and some gloves. The refrigerant kit that we've got has an adjustable gauge face that makes it easier to find the correct pressure for the current temperature. Parts is brought to you by the Sears Blue Tool Crew. When it comes to cordless power tools, nobody's got you covered like the Sears Blue Tool crew. Their incredible Craftsman C3 19.2 volt tools all use these same interchangeable batteries. So whether you're using a drill driver, an impact driver, or one of these cordless inflators like you see here, or one of their many other C3 based cordless tools like their hand vac, radio, lights, saws, and more, just find a full battery, pop it in, and you're good to go. But here's the problem. Sooner or later you're going to end up with a ton of these battery chargers lying all over the place. Now wouldn't it be great if you could save valuable space on your workbench for the projects that you're actually working on and not a ton of these battery chargers? Well they thought of a great solution called the Craftsman 4 port charger for all of your C3 batteries. It'll hold up to four batteries charging one after the next taking an hour or less to charge an empty battery. The handy indicator lights will let you know which ones are full. It's also Energy Star compliant, which means that it will help maintain the life of your batteries and conserve energy. Heck, it'll even fall asleep every now and then. It requires just one empty outlet, it makes a great storage unit for all of your batteries, and you can even hang it up on the wall. Hit up the Sears Blue Tool crew for a bunch of their awesome cordless C3 tools, and then get organized with the Craftsman C3 4 port multi-charger. <laughs> It's inevitable your tires will wear out and you'll be faced with the big question, which tires do you get? Well check these out. These cool new meats called the Ultimax are made by General Tire. They not only look great, but they have some great features to make it your next choice of tire. They've got visual alignment indicators to help you see if your alignment is out of adjustment, as well as a built-in replacement tire monitor to let you know when it's time to pick up a new set. Now those are some pretty cool features for a tire. The Ultimax tire is available in an H and B speed rating with a 40 to 50,000 mile tread life warranty. This innovative tire makes less noise, gives you great traction, and a longer tread life. Check out the General Ultimax tire next time you need new meats. Dick Cpec has been a household name in off-road products for trucks, SUVs, and 4x4 owners for nearly 50 years. So when it came time to update our 2005 Ford F-150 project truck with new kicks, we turn to Dick Cpec. Not only do their wheels and tires look awesome and aggressive, but they also last and perform like no other. Their newest wheel, the DC2, features a gloss black and machined finish with a layer of UV clear coat protection which is applied not only for durability, but it also makes them super easy to clean, which we especially love. 
They're available from 15 inches all the way up to 20 inches, which is great if you're planning to add a big brake kit to your truck or SUV like we are in a future episode. For a lifted truck, you want it to look aggressive even if it mainly lives on the street. That's why we went with these huge 35-inch Dick CPEC radial FC2 tires, which have a unique hybrid design between an all-terrain tire and a mud tire. It's perfect for the street and off-road. So next time your rig needs new wheels and tires, be sure to check out Dick CPEC's incredible line of off-road products. You'll be glad that you did. Now, if you're looking to go green, Green Earth Technologies can help you out. From their G-Oil, a bio-based synthetic motor oil made from a blend of American-grown base oils that provides superior performance and protection to their line of cleaners, which includes this G-Foam car wash cleaner that can be directly applied with their G-Clean foam blaster using any pressure washer. All G-Clean solutions are made from American-grown plants and trees. Go green with Green Earth Technologies motor oil and car cleaning products. For more information, check out their website at getg.com or visit the parts page at our website. Letters, brought to you by E3 Spark Plugs, born to burn. Hey guys, welcome to Letters. As always, I want to remind you to check us out at facebook.com slash motors TV and follow us at twitter.com slash motors. Now, Facebook is the place to be. We've got contests going on there all the time. We're giving away free tools from the Sears Blue Tool crew and we've got behind the scenes photos and videos when we're shooting. So please check us out. Now at our website, motors.tv, we've got a store and we just added these. They're really cool. I'm pretty excited about it anyway. Up at the top it says, I'd rather be watching. Down at the bottom it says, Motors TV. They're really cheap, pick up a couple, just head on over to our website. Now our first letter comes from Jordan Todd, who writes, Hey Chris, I'm wanting to open up my own shop with one of my mates and just start out small and then work on bigger things. Can you tell me where to get some cheap gear to start off? And we really like your show. Well, thanks Jordan. Um, the best thing to do is head on over to your local Sears store, of course. We get all of our stuff there. And as you can see, just by watching the show, they have everything that you need. So just visit your local Sears store or head on over to their website at sears.com tool and check it out. Now Brian writes, Chris, I've got a 2001 Jeep Grand Cherokee. I have some rust damage and dents and dings. I was wondering if in any coming episodes you're gonna do some body work. I've already used the Mother's Headlight Restoration Kit on my headlights and I love it. Keep up the great show, go motors. All right, Brian. Well, here's the deal. The headlight restoration kit is a good start, but yeah, if you've got any uh, dents and dings on your vehicle, we haven't covered that yet on the show, but we will at some point. As you probably know, we've got our Chevy 350 engine that we're going to be rebuilding in this upcoming fifth season of motors. And after we're done rebuilding that, well, we've got to put it in a vehicle. So we're thinking of an old Chevy truck that's beat up a little bit so that we can do some body work on it and show you guys what to do. Now Ruben writes and says, hey Chris, first let me tell you that your show is one of the best, if not the best show I've ever seen about car projects. My questions are, are all the project cars yours, and if not, do you think the new 5.0 Mustang will show up on your show soon? Thanks, and may the horsepower be with you. Mmm, Chris, thanks Ruben for comments, good. Um, all the project cars are either my own or friends. Uh, sometimes we go out and we find vehicles that we need for a specific installation, but for the most part, they're project vehicles that we own, the staff of the show. Um, now, as far as the 5.0 Mustang, well, we haven't had one of those yet on the show, but I'm eager to work on one. So just keep on watching. We'll probably hit it sooner or later. Now, Art Ansel Dua writes, he says, hey, Chris, I just started watching your show a couple of weeks ago. Awesome info, two thumbs up. 
I own a 2004 Dodge Ram 1500. How similar would it be to an installed electric fan like you did on your F-150? And have you noticed a significant increase in miles per gallon? Well, Art, we did that in Season 3, Episode 4, which you've obviously already seen. And it should be similar on your Dodge. You basically got to take that huge fan off the front of your motor. And once you do, it's going to free up quite a bit of horsepower. Now, as far as the most bang for your buck that I've ever personally experienced on upgrades, just bolt-on upgrades for my vehicles, it has been the electric fan. I've noticed a significant increase in miles per gallon and just that seat of your pants horsepower feeling when you hit the pedal. Now Michael writes, hey Chris, I just got done watching the nitrous oxide episode and I loved it. I'm going to start watching your show and I'm going to start at season one. The thing I want to know is if y'all are going to do anything to Honda Civics. All I see on your show are Fords. I've got a 2000 Honda Civic EX that I would love to fix up, but I don't know what to do. I just want more power. Well, Michael, you only have 60 more episodes to watch, man, but thanks for doing that. Now, we have featured a Honda Civic in the past on our E3 Spark Plugs episode. Um, so keep on watching. We will work on some imports and tuners. They're fun too, right? Anyway, I want to thank Michael and everybody else for sending in your letter to the show. All you guys get free E3 spark plugs for your ride. And if you want to learn more about E3's technology or to find out if they're available for your vehicle, just head on over to e3sparkplugs.com. Changing the fluids in your own vehicle can be a bit messy, but can also save you quite a bit of money and help keep your ride running smoothly. Now, for more information on all the tools that we used in today's episode from the Sears Blue Tool crew, just head on over to our website. We'll catch you next week on Motors. Now, before we can remove our stock transmission pan, we have... Ah, son of a... That was hot. <laughs> That's why it's a good idea to be wearing glasses. We just got back from driving around... I'm just looking at the lens. Just the lens, not the goofballs in the back making faces at me. All right, stop making clicky noises, boy. I'll make you sit out back with the dogs. Transmission fluid every 30,000 miles and the proper... What the hell was that? Cletus, you dipstick. I don't know what to do with my hands.